Are you tired of feeling like you have to hide your faith in order to be successful in business? Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage podcast, where Christian marketing and client experience coach Katie Horner leads you to embrace your uniqueness, to see the marketplace as a mission field and your business as an act of worship. Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage podcast. I am Katie, your host, and I am very excited for this session. Our guest today helps entrepreneurs and business owners to create and protect their online presence. Now, this might pick your interest a little bit. She is involved in PR, media placement, media pitching, and things like that. She's conducted lots of research into how people make decisions for their buying and their purchases online. And she uses that to help her clients stay relevant and persuade people in the right way to make the best decision about their products and services. So Katie Coates, welcome, my dear. Thank you so much, Katie. It's so great to be here. I love what you do. You and I have worked together a little bit over the last couple of months. And it just, for lots and lots of years, I felt like, how do people get media coverage? And is this just something people are born to do and people come in and, and I loved it when I came, I found you and I realized there was a strategy, like <laughs> there was something I can do to get more visible. I'd love for you to just share with people a little bit more about what you do and how you help your clients. Absolutely. So it turns out the research that you mentioned is secondary research. So I looked at a whole bunch of the literature out there about decision-making and persuasion and all of those things. I was led to this field by my former niche in public relations, helping people get approval for their projects at public meetings and lining up supporters to actually present at those meetings their support messages. And what I found out was that there are four necessary elements for information that you want to present that is persuasive. And you can come at this from many different angles And usually these four pieces appear, not every single one in every piece of content, but as an overall picture of you as a coach, author, entrepreneur, business owner. And so somebody will be looking at your social media profile and they'll say, hmm, that sounds really interesting. And then they go through the purchasing journey um, on your funnel or whatever. And then they're like, I'd really like to know what other people think of this person. So they take a break from their purchasing journey and they go and look you up online. And this is where a lot of people really fall down because most of us don't put much effort into our online profile. That's a a very concerted sort of official effort. And that's where I come in. So I realized that a lot of people in our position as small business owners and coaches and authors and consultants were not doing this. And the four kinds of information that you must have available to people so that they can make a buying decision in your favor are they have to be simplified information messages, repetitive, emotionally compelling, and most of all, the absolute most important piece of this is the information has to be visual because it turns out that we're all kind of like honorary Missourians. We don't believe it unless we see it. Missouri's the show me state. So show me, show me how you can help me. Show me the successes you've had. Show me that you have other clients in my kind of situation and um, prove to me that you can help me. So I write content. I interview my clients and write the content for them. And then uh, my team and I publish on the web 
every single month for each of our clients. And those pieces, those stories that we publish get seen on 300, maybe even more websites all over the internet every single month. Now, the reason this benefits you is because when you have a live link that has a sort of juice behind it, and it's published in 300 separate places every single month, it gains more and more authority over time. And authority means that the search engines start to really trust it. The other meaning for authority is that the people who go and look for you online will see, oh my gosh, they are an authority in their field. That's where the word author came from. They're an authority in their field. And so when you have authority for the search engines and you have authority for your prospective ideal clients, that's uh, just magic. And what happens is you'll have the people that you were put on this earth to help. God meant for you to help these people, right? And they're going to buy from someone. It might as well be you because we know you're better than everybody else. And we know you have the heart to actually serve them. So what you need to do is make sure that you're visible to those ideal clients and that you are shining your light so they can find you. So you'll have one of those ideal clients making their way, her way through the purchasing journey. She's like, oh my gosh, I need a coach for this. You know, I thought about this. I need a coach. And so she's found you. And then she looks you up. What does she find? Does she find absolutely nothing? You know, that's not a good scenario. Does she find information that's confusing? Like one of my clients used to be in the music business. She published a lot of music. She's a singer. She's a wonderful performer, but that's not the arena she coaches in. And so when people were looking her up before we started working together, they'd find her, but it wasn't as a coach, a business coach. So, oh my gosh, you know, what kind of information is this that I'm finding? That's not the right person, right? In my case... I'm a business coach, obviously, and a PR person. And I had written a book for real estate developers. That's my, you know, one of my niches. And it turns out that there is a really, really well-known Katie Coates in the world. She's in England and she had worked for years to get media coverage. And the reason she wanted media coverage is because she's an athlete and she wanted her sport to be featured as an official event in the Olympics. Well, she's not just any old athlete. She is a pole dancer. And so when people looked up my name, they found a pole dancer. (laughs) So I had to work really hard to overcome that, you know, and then you have situations like another one of my clients who has a very unusual last name. And when people would look her up, they would find a very unfortunate legal situation that had happened in her family way back in 1979. But because there was so much media coverage on this case and the trial and the prison sentence and all of this, and also the family trying to get clemency for this family member, that's all you found when you looked up her name. So we had to work pretty hard, but we were able to, and we were able to get her results showing her books, her programs, her coaching services for business owners, five pages deep in Google. And nobody goes beyond the you know second or third page, right? So uh, we, we handled that situation and it's really exciting. Now, the interesting thing is your ideal client who's making her way through your purchasing journey and she's in your funnel and she's watching your videos and she goes over and checks you on Facebook and maybe she looks at your LinkedIn profile and then she takes a break and looks you up online. She needs to find you wherever she is. So she needs to find you on Bing. 
and Google and all the different search engines that people are using these days, DuckDuckGo. So how do you go about doing that as an entrepreneur? You just don't have enough hours in the day to make sure all of your information is indexed in those search engines. Just going to say, how often do you need to go back through that list of different profiles and make sure they're all updated? It's a good idea to go back and make sure they're updated. But I find that if you're publishing regularly, like we do for our clients, and you're getting on 300 websites a month, that will be more likely to be indexed than the old information. So that keeps you current in a way. Now, people will find you on LinkedIn with your old profile, obviously. But, you know, that's. All of us have stuff that's a little anachronistic from our past. You know, the success coach who used to be a realtor, the stay-at-home mom uh, who now is a fitness coach. And people are forgiving about that. But if you have current information that is very visual and they're going through your sales process and then they take a break to go look at your online profile and they find you and they find what they're looking for. Oh yeah, testimonials from their previous clients, you know. They actually offer the kind of program I'm looking for. And I can see that in these stories. They don't even necessarily click on the links in those stories because they've already got you open in another window in your sales funnel. They just look, oh, oh my gosh, pages and pages about Katie Horner. I'm going to go back to the sales funnel and hit that buy button because she is the real deal. And that's the kind of authority that you get from this, this online promotional kind of material that gives your potential clients what they need to see. Yeah. And you mentioned it's important for to have those testimonials out there. Like for those of us who are, well, I don't know if I could do 300, but I could do my best to, you know, to do guest posting and different things, different places and get out there a little bit. What are the kinds of things that we need to be doing? I mean, apart from, apart from hiring someone like you, like <laughs> what are the things that we need to be cognizant of as we have these opportunities on, on our own to be able to put articles out or guest posts or podcast interviews and different things? What are the key, some of the key things we need to be thinking about including either in, you know, in our interviews and things or in our show notes? So one of the things that I do is I make sure that my personal website has a media page. And then I, I'd like, to put some examples of the media I've gotten, whether it's a podcast interview, which is, you know, media, it's a form of media, or a story that I was published in, or an interview that was done, or, you know, definitely put some testimonials on your website on on, on an appropriate page. And I'll tell you that media information, we kind of call that a media kit, or, you know, that's the kind of public relations kit, um, publicity kit. In the old days, we used to send those out in physical format in folders to reporters and editors to pitch stories. These days, and this is the freebie I'm offering, which is really exciting. It's a way to approach media outlets and hit them up. You know already, because of the tool I provide to you, you know already what they're looking for in an interview or they need a quote about something because they're working on a specific story that's in your market. And you can approach them with the quote that they are looking for and all the credentials that back you up as an authority in your subject. So they don't even have to you know, bother you. Most of the time, they don't even call you. They just say, hey, I'm using your quote. It's being published. And then after it's published, they say it was published here. Here's your link. And if you want to check out some sort of examples of mine, I can provide you with my media page, Katie, and you can put it in your resources guide. And it's the kind of coverage that we can all get. And it's free. 
And it doesn't take that long because it's not like pitching a real media story where you have to work with one of your local newspapers for three or four weeks before you ever get an interview, before they ever publish a story about you. And sometimes it can take months working with one media outlet to get one mention, which would provide you with one link, as opposed to you know, publishing in an effective way using a service like mine, where you get 300 links in one month from one story. Yes, it's one story, but it's published in 300 different places all over the internet. And then every month is a different story that shores up the same messaging because people like repetition and they like simplicity. They don't want to know that the coach they're going to hire also, you know, maybe it is a semi-professional baker and makes muffins in their kitchen for you know, a certain market and on the side, kind of they're a success coach. No, no. They want to be seeing you as the success coach that you are. And that's who they want to hire. None of this muddying of your, you know, messaging. Now, if you want to make muffins for charity and donate them, and that's part of your messaging, that's fine because that, you know, will add to your reputation. I think uh, that's a huge point because so many of us do have so many talents. I mean, I know how to cook and I know how to sew and I know how to, to paint and I know how to decorate, you know, and I know how to bake stuff and it can be so easy. Like I want to show all of me. I want to show that I'm human. And so like, oh yeah, I'll write a guest post for you on baking cupcakes for my daughter's birthday. Right. But it has nothing to do with what I'm doing or even in Facebook groups, somebody has a question about, you know, about time management or something like I know how to manage my time. Obviously, I run I run two companies up until last year, homeschooling five kids, plus all the things we're doing, right? Like I know right. a thing or two about that, but it's not what I want to get paid for. It's not what I want clients for. So it doesn't make sense yeah. for me to jump in, even in a Facebook group and answer that kind of question, even though I know it, because that's not what I want to be seen as. That's right. And you want to be known for a specific thing. And so all of your messaging needs to sort of support that. And, you know, that old aphorism, if you're not known for one thing, you're not known for anything. Right. So in my case, I'm the media placement PR lady. You know, that's what I help my clients with. I don't, I can do other things and I, I actually help, you know, my existing clients with other things, but that's not what I publicize. You have to concentrate on that one thing, that one little thing, you know, that you want to publicize and be known for. Absolutely. Love it. And as we're building these online profiles, I know there's different, different things that carry more weight perhaps than others. If you've been quoted in certain places or certain media outlets, it's great to have those like on your email signature or um, highlighted on your website somewhere, right? Even if it's not the media page, but sometimes even on your homepage, having those highlighted. I know our speakers for the summit, we went through everyone's pages and and found out where they'd been featured and put an image on our sign-in page. This is where your speakers have been featured, right? Because it does carry a sort of weight with it in terms of credibility. What other tips do you have for folks about being able to then highlight those places or, or continue to use that in their promotion and their marketing. So certainly every time that you're featured anywhere, whether, you know, as a speaker or as an interview, or you have a quote appear somewhere, or, you know, you take one of the stories that's published about you through my platform and you put that on your social media profiles, you post about it and then people will see it. Oh my gosh, I didn't know you did that. 
And then that's how you build your reputation over time, because we know you're excellent at what you do. You have clients, you're doing good work, and you just need to make sure that everybody else knows about it, right? That's called enlargement. You're just taking that one piece of content. And I have a, an assistant that I, I have do my own for me. And she will take one piece of content and she'll put it on all my various social media profiles. And that's yeah. so helpful because it's it's time consuming, you know, and I, I know that there are also um, some software opportunities. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can schedule well. these things. What do you think about rescheduling? Like how much of a lifetime does it have? If you get quoted in a news article or if you get um, placement in a magazine article or something like that online. How long of a shelf life does something like that have? Can I continue to circle back around and promote that again in six months? Or is that considered old news by then? No, you absolutely can. I think especially if you just take a moment to recast it, you know, because we're all developing all the time. And maybe you had a quote that was featured and you just had an additional thought that sort of supported that quote, or um, you're looking at it in a slightly different way today versus how you did uh, six months ago. And then, of course, you know, I have one friend who's in PR and she posts, you know, what is it? What does she call it? A flashback Fridays or whatever. And she'll yeah, take yeah. a piece of content from a long time ago. And in those days, she worked with a lot of celebrities. So it's always very interesting to see her content. So, you know, she'll post on this day. I did an event for, you know, this famous movie star and um, just wanted to share this with you on Throwback Thursday or Flashback Friday or whatever she does. And so yeah. you can always use your content in those ways as well, or on the one-year anniversary. Gosh, I can't believe it's been a year since I was interviewed by this amazing podcaster. And so much has happened since then. And then talk a little bit about that, make it really personal. You want to pull on the heartstrings because the emotionally compelling component is very important. Like I said, simplified, repetitive, emotionally compelling, and most of all, visual. I love that. I love that. We are we are so visual. What you're talking about is primarily written content or you know published content, but uh, we've been talking with a couple of other guests about the video aspect of yeah. marketing and things. And you could always go live and talk about being featured somewhere or do a video describing what you shared in the article or in the feature and then post a link to the feature there and sort of cross promote that way. Like there's tons of ways to take that written content or that text content and turn it into video or audio, like do a podcast Absolutely. episode about it, right? Yeah. And you know, one of the really neat ways I like to take written content is to make it into a graphic. So all the written content that I publish has some sort of graphic, whether it's the company logo or the photo of the author or consultant included in the, the published piece. And so you can take a screenshot of that, lay it out in Canva, you know, make the headline bigger, feature the, the title of the, uh, the outlet that published it, and then publish that as a, as a picture. And so that's another visual component that I believe we all should be using all the time. We should make all of our content as visual as possible. Yeah, love it, love it. So much goodness from you, Katie, in such a short time. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Was there something else that you wanted to be sure to share? And then I want you to talk a little bit about the gift that you're giving too. I think, you know, one of the main things that I want to encourage everyone to do is to understand that you can have the same level of visibility to your ideal clients as the national brands have for their customers. 
And I decided to go into this business to provide that to my small business owner clients because I felt like it was unfair that the national brands get all, you know, the the real estate online. The whole thing about having the internet, it was the great equalizer for all of us, right? Before we couldn't even publish our own information. We were dependent completely on, you know, the New York Times or in my area, the Orange County Register, the LA Times, those big guys that really didn't take an interest in our smaller businesses. And now we have complete control. We have the ability to publish our own content, not just on social, but in the way that I do it for my clients. And um, you can absolutely get national brand level visibility and authority for your ideal clients. The interesting thing is that those national brands spend upwards of $100,000 a month on the same kind of visibility that I provide to my clients in a very affordable format. And so, you know, they spend ridiculous amounts of money and you don't have to do that. You can get this in a very affordable way and still be completely visible and authoritative looking with your your ideal clients. So um, that gift that I mentioned to you is, I call it a free guide, get quoted by mainstream media outlets in your market by hacking this free resource. And basically, it's a a guide that walks you through the process. It's a very simplified process. I boiled it down to its essence so you don't have to slog through so much information. We're all so overloaded. But I give you the really short, quick, down and dirty steps to actually get quoted by mainstream media outlets how to find them, how to sign up for the free service, how to make sure you're prepared when those reporters want your information, how to make sure you look completely credible on your own website. So you have all of the resources there ready and waiting. And so you are the kind of person that a reporter or editor will take a chance on quoting in a mainstream media outlet. And it's easy. It's quick. I mean, if you decide to do this, say you set aside a couple of hours for a few weeks you could have a lot of media coverage very quickly. You won't get 300 in a month like I can do for my clients on our paid program, but you can certainly get some very nice quotes that feature you and your book or your business, your coaching services, whatever it is you have to offer and give you a platform for being seen by the mainstream media outlets online. Yeah. And I thank you for providing that. That is for all of you that are listening or watching this today. Um, we want you to be sure and go and grab that link so that you can get that, how to get quoted by media from Katie Coates. Um, we will provide that for you. But what I want you to catch here is what she just said. If you spend a couple hours a week on this and put your time into it, you may be sitting here saying, I don't have a marketing budget. I can't, maybe you can't hire someone right now to help with this, right? couple hours a week is what it takes. And what you don't realize is all of these big brands are cutting back right now. They're believing what the news is saying about the recession and about nobody buying and blah, 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 blah. And they're all cutting back on their marketing budgets. They're not spending hundreds and thousands like they were before, which gives you way more opportunity in the advertising field to fill in that space that they're leaving open for anyone to take. And if you can figure out how to do this and get out there organically, all it's going to take you is a couple hours a week to put in this and you can be filling those spaces that a lot of them are leaving empty at the moment, even you know, getting out there. And I think it's, it's more important now than ever that the little people like us <laughs> get out there and, and fill up that space. Don't let people forget that you're here. 
Don't let them forget that you have the answer to what they're looking for, right? Do whatever you can do. And this is a fabulous strategy for you to stay out there and stay visible in the midst of this storm. And that just sets you apart again as an authority in your field, that you're not backing away from what's going on right now and you can be out there and be a leader. So I'm thrilled and so grateful that you're giving this to us. (laughs) I can't wait for folks to get it. I was so excited when I was able to get the kind of coverage for myself without hiring, you know, a lot of PR people hire PR people to do their own PR because it's sort of like the cobbler's, you know, children have no shoes. Yeah, I was able to do my own PR for my book and got mentioned in many different places in a very minimal amount of effort. And I used this process. And so I thought, gosh, I I bet a lot of people like us could use this. So I I created this guide (laughs) and I've never charged for it, although I could charge for this guide, but I I always wanted to make it a free resource because I, I feel like everybody needs this and we should all have access to this kind of information. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us today, Katie. I really appreciate you and your knowledge. Oh, thanks, Katie. That was such an honor. I really appreciate the opportunity to meet everybody and share what I have to offer. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and consider joining our free listener community at theflamingoadvantage.com. Remember, my friends, your message matters and your voice is needed. Don't be afraid to let your flamingo show.